surround yourself with good people who can question you and can fill areas where you lack. And that's something that I put a lot of weight in, but try to surround me with people that can fill the areas where I know that I am exceptionally weak, that I can be able to lean on them and then creating that great team. Hello, and welcome to the Customer Experience Show. On this episode, we talk to David Marine of Caldwell Banker. David is the CMO and has been with Caldwell Banker for over 19 years. In this interview, Phil talks to David about how Caldwell Banker sells more million-dollar homes than anyone else in the industry, how he balances customer satisfaction with satisfaction for the real estate agents he also serves. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by IBM. If you are responsible for customer experience, we created a white paper just for you. In the CX Northstar report, you can learn more about how to activate your CX vision. Download it with the link in the show notes. When it comes to customer experience, with most companies, you only have to worry about one thing, the customer. That's not the case with David Marine. At Cold War Banker, he and his staff are not only having to make sure their customers are happy, but they also need to ensure that their agents are happy as well because they themselves are also customers. Yes, one of uh, there's definitely two separate mindsets. Uh, however, they overlap. There's often a Venn diagram that's involved in how we're uh, explaining how that works. Uh, but for our agents, we wanna make sure that we're equipping them with the ammunition, the tools, uh, and the ability to be the best representative for that buyer or seller. And that can be in a number of different ways. It could be from a technology set that allows them to make the transaction smoother, or gives them an advantage at the listing presentation table. Uh, it could be the clout that they need from a national brand or the experience in education, uh, our luxury certification program through our global luxury program. Those things that are all give our agents a unique leg up on the competition. But then there's also from the consumer standpoint, okay, what is that agent uh, coming to them with that is gonna allow them to sell their home for more money and in a speedy time or as a buyer going to help them to find that right property at the right price. So it's a unique combination of a national brand as well as an individual entrepreneur, our local cold banker agents, who are making that, that end consumer experience unique. Got it. So that makes a, makes a lot of sense. Um, a lot of folks, well, you've been a Coldwell banker a long time. Yeah, How 19 did years. You, 19 years, right? So what does it mean to you to like to lead this this mission, this customer experience mission, and how do you describe your role in that at this point? It actually it means a lot uh, because of the time that I've been with the brand. Um, I started with CoBanker as a 23 year old newly married uh, unemployed person. Basically, the reason why I came to CoBanker is because uh, after 9/11, uh, the agency that I was working for laid a number of people off, and I was one of the first people out the door. And so I tell the story that in September, I bought a new house. In December, I got married. And then Valentine's Day, February 14th, I walked in and I found out I got laid off. So I had a new home, a new marriage, new mortgage, no job. Mm -hmm. And for two months, I hunted uh, on hotjobs.com, if you can remember that site. Uh, <laughs> most, most of your audience probably doesn't. But uh, looking for positions and, and trying to find anything. And then lo and behold, this uh, position to be the electronic product manager with Coldwell Banker popped up, applied on Hot Jobs, 
and I got the job. And then 19 years later, here I am in charge of the brand. And I've had uh, along the way a chance to be in basically every type of role within marketing. So I've gotten to see everything from the uh, technology side of things to product development, to the advertising, uh, social media, communications, all that stuff. So the brand has meant something to me, um, maybe more so than someone who just comes in from, from outside and is put in charge of, of marketing because I have grown with the brand. It's the only brand my four children know because uh, I didn't have any kids when I started and now I have four boys. Um, it's my, my entire family now knows Cold Bankers connected with me. So to me, it's, it's, it's actually part of who I am. And so I take great pride in being put in charge of representing this brand. And I do have the luxury of being able to be in charge of a brand that has 114 plus years of experience behind it. And that means something to hundreds of thousands of people across the globe. Yeah. You know, I, while you were talking, I, it, it came to mind that it sounds very personal to you. To have this experience with this brand, have it tied to to your to your family and to to, to the story and the long history of the brand, which is pretty exciting. Um, at what point did, did you make did you make this transition and in, in really defining customer experience? Because it's a, it's a relatively new field, and most customer experience leaders didn't really start there. How how did you make that definition? Yeah, it's actually something that in the past 18 months, I've been able to put a heavy focus on because we just recently went through a rebranding effort, uh, which tied to producing a better experience for our end customers and buyers and sellers, as well as our agents and how they perceive the brand. So when I look at the customer experience framework and how would you define it, it's basically any touch point that someone who are you're trying to attract your brand is having with your brand. And then what, is that, um, what does that experience mean to them? Is it a positive ex experience, negative, indifferent, emotionally, how are they making them feel? And what we found through consumer research as well as uh, research within our industry amongst agents was that the perception of the brand was that we were a trusted leader, but old. So it was like, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're really good, but you know what, maybe it's not for me. And so we saw that when we went into the details of what we offer our agents from a technology standpoint, um, from profitability standpoint, how we're performing from a consumer standpoint with a more million dollar home sales than any other national real estate brand out there, a 13.5% higher average sales price that we're getting for our sellers. There was still that, yeah, that's all good, but we're not sure that this is the right brand for me. It might be someone that my parents would use. So we knew that we needed to change that experience and that perception of our brand. And so 18 months ago, we embarked on a rebranding effort, uh, which I am very happy to say after doing some follow-up research in the last two years, we're seeing it's making movement in the right direction. We have a 99% awareness of our rebrand amongst the agent community, and it's showing a 60% positive perception of our brand from where we were uh, even just a year ago. So that is making strides in the right direction. And uh, this, this year, before everything happened in 2020, was going to be a major push amongst consumers as well. That is continuing into 21 as we've had to reshift some of our plans. But we're also seeing that consumer perception is extremely positive to it as well. That's an awesome story about the 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 rebrand and the success of it. Congratulations with that. It's pretty <laughs> exciting. Um, 
what makes me what what is I think is really even more exciting for the audience though is to say, well, wait a minute, you've been here forever, right? You you the the you had to make a change in a brand that's over a hundred years old after having been at the place for you know a very very long time or a probably very long time in the industry as well. How do you how do you make that? How do you influence that change? How do you get the organization? And to, to 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 make the changes that are necessary, given the 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 level of history or the level of experience that people, a lot of times people are stuck in that brand. How do how do you do it? Uh, well, I'll tell anyone who is considering a rebrand, it is not for the faint of heart, and especially if you're doing it with a brand that has been around for any length of time. That's that's of significance. We actually had not at Coldwell had not changed our logo in over 40 plus years. So that mark has been around for a very long time. Um, and it required a lot of salesmanship is basically we had to say, this is the direction we're going. And the immediate reaction was like, what, why, why are you changing it? That doesn't make any sense. And, and there's a resistance to change just human beings in general. So it required us to truly lay out a plan as to why rebrand. And so last year, I spent most of my year traveling across the country, speaking to our network uh, of, of agents and brokers and saying, this is why rebrand and telling that story. Here's the data that we saw. Here's the research from agents. Here's from customers. And here's why we're going in this direction and the story behind it. Our new mark is what we call, we like to call the North Star mark. So it's the C and the B representing Coldwell and Banker, and it has a single star, which represents two things. One, the five-point star has been the universal symbol for excellence since Pythagoras in ancient Greece, who was the first to use it as a symbol for something that cannot be improved upon. That's why we have stars for movie reviews, generals, and all that. So that excellence is one of our core values and the standard we hold ourselves to. But it's not just any star. It also represents the North Star which for thousands upon thousands of years has been guiding people home, which is at the very core of what we do. And we take great pride in that we understand not only the rational side of home ownership, but the emotional side as well. And when we put that story together and we told it and it was simple for people to grasp and then reiterate, that is when it turned people's mind, it persuaded them. And ever since then, the, the excitement behind it um, and the amount of swag people are buying with the new logos on it is, is through the roof. It's, it's really been great. And people are really embracing this idea of now I have something new that I can share with my customers and my community. Agents are excited about it as well. And so we're really pleased with how the rollout has gone so far. Well, they clearly have the right guy to uh, to design and uh, communicate that message because I mean, I'm I'm excited about this brand that talks about excellence and and guiding people home. Uh, it, you know, um, it resonates in a lot of different ways. You can it, it it's 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 like I could I could feel it. I could I want excellence in somebody who's going to help yeah. me navigate a critically important decision and feeling comfortable that you're like yeah that you can it's it's a very approachable. So I mean that's super. Uh, you know it makes me start to think how does that change the customer experience? What do you lever from the old experience and design it into the new experience with this rebrand? Yeah, one of the things is we want to make sure that uh, I'm a big believer as I would assume any marketer is, is that the emotional side of your brand is uh, just as important, if not more important than the rational side. So what is the emotional response that someone gets from seeing your brand? That I know that my children, when they see golden arches, 
right? Emotional response is excitement, there's nuggets, there's possibly a toy in my future. So what is that emotional response that people are getting from call bankers? So we've made a concerted effort with our rebrand, but also even laying the groundwork ahead of that to whenever we're putting messaging out there that it's not always about, hey, it's a great time to buy. Every real estate marketer advertiser wants to tell you that's a great time to buy, great time to sell. And that's what we've been trying to beat people over the head with for decades. But really the reason why people are, are moving or buying or selling is for emotional reasons. You got a new job, you got married, you have children, you want something bigger, something, uh, a vacation home. And that's really the, the reason why people are making these decisions. It comes down to rational, what, am I, what can I afford? Where do I wanna be? What are the taxes and all that kind of stuff? But really it's the emotional connection that's the impetus for people to move forward. It's also the same for our internal audience of agents as well. Why would they wanna switch brands? Is it because the grass is greener over here? Yeah, that's part of the reason, but it's more of, well, this person is in charge over here and I want to learn from them or I need to grow my business and I feel like they can really help me and I can get that mentorship. Um, it's while splits and commissions are, are different, it's really about who's going to be my champion. And we want Cole Banker to be seen as the brand that people can grow behind uh, and also be, be a part of. Customer service is about making the customer feel comfortable with you. But with Cobalt Banker, there's also a strong emotional attachment since they're finding clients a potential forever home. Of course, when something with a strong emotional attachment comes into play, there are many unexpected things that come up. That said, part of David's job is being able to handle the situation. Yeah, one of the biggest changes, which wasn't even planned, it was one of those things where it, it just time it, it happened um, and it was because of COVID was the move from being a solely face-to-face -face tactical transaction to a fully digital and virtual one has happened all in the space of three to four months. And um, I know we were, we were chatting a little bit earlier and I, and I told you that for the last decade or more, the entire industry has been trying to move the customer experience solely online for real estate transactions. How do we do that? What are the tools that are needed? How do we educate our agents and train them to do that? And we've been pushing that rock up this hill for, for the better part of a decade. And all it took was a global pandemic and boom, in 30 days or less, the, our entire network has been able to move to a fully virtual transaction. And not even just transaction, showing, uh, helping people find properties, virtually staging properties, all that has happened and been condensed in this time frame. And so while people often are talking to me like media plans and, and budgets changed so much this year because of COVID and adjustments, I tell people that there couldn't have been a better year for Cole Banker to rebrand around this idea of being the North Star than this year, because this is a year where we showed leadership uh, and we're guiding people uh, home and showing them the way through our efforts in moving this transaction fully virtual and uh, a digital transformation. But also then from a PR standpoint, having our leadership out front of, hey, here's what's going on in the markets. Here's how we're addressing the current environment. We were talking, we were advertising, we were out on cable news more than any other brand this year. And I think that really drove home this point of that Cole Baker is truly the North Star within our industry. 
And I think both our uh, customers of agents and customers, buyers and sellers uh, saw that on display. That's amazing. And there's so much to, um, to uncover, to peel back in the discussion about, about COVID and its impact on the industry and the digitization. Uh, you know, I, I normally would start with things saying like, okay, what's customer experience? How does it change? How did it change the vision of customer experience for your, for your, your company? But I, I actually, the, the, I wanted to ask about, did you see anything unexpected or different in transactions in the the number or the type of transactions or relationships with uh, agents and with consumers that were unexpected over the course of this transformation? Yeah, one, I was surprised at the volume of them that was happening even amidst everything going on. And this again goes back to the idea of the emotional versus rational. So rationally, why would you move when all this is going on? Like with so much uncertainty and, and craziness going on. But emotionally it is because, you know what, I may no longer have to commute so far and I'm paying for rent here. Why don't we just look for a place that's more affordable and that's closer to family or wherever you wanna be and make that move. And that move might even be 10 miles, it might be out of state. Uh, we saw that, that was a little bit surprising to me. I think also the idea of people, people's willingness through a good experience online with an agent guiding them through, how do I assess if this property is for me or not? Uh, through whether it's you know, using virtual tours or videos or whatever it might be, um, that has really changed the game a bit. And I think that we're seeing that is now going to be a commonplace thing where it was like, oh, it's a unique property and we got a video for it because it's kind of special. Uh, this is now commonplace. Virtual open houses, which I wasn't told was even really ever going to be effective as a thing, but having someone, an agent in there, hey, I'm here at this virtual open house. Let me take you around, throw your questions in. They do it through FaceTime, through Zoom, all these different uh, tools that are available to anyone. And we're seeing that that was an effective way to get people to experience the home without having to make the trek out there and even leave their living room uh, on a Sunday afternoon. So all those things were not only just for COVID related environments, but I think that those are going to be the applications that we're going to see become commonplace uh, now and into the future. And that sounds like a, a major change for the industry and a major point of competitive differentiation that you're able to deliver through your experience and through your, um, through your rebrand. Can you comment on that a little bit? Yeah, it is. It is an advantage. And so a lot of time, I mean, every year there are people who are experiencing cold banker for the first time. And we mm -hmm. want that experience to be a positive one because we know you're not buying a house every other, every year or every other year. It's once every five, seven, 10, or even longer years. I've been in my house for 14 years now. Uh, so you want that experience to carry through. So one, in this environment, we've been able to cement ourselves as this is, we're able to operate at an excellent level and be able to get you the best transaction from a money perspective, as well as from a speed and performance side of things from an agent. But we also want, we're using this as an opportunity to connect with those and showcase what we're doing for those who weren't considering transactions this year, but how do we can, can still make that a touch point? And we've seen a number of our agents allow this to, especially with, with highlighting local businesses. And there's such a concerted effort, especially with the holidays coming of 
shop local? How do we connect and help out those local business owners? Our agents are, and I, one of one of our agents has used this phrase before, which I love, is the real estate agents are the DJ of their local community when it comes to uh, content and connecting. They want to make sure that they're taking this person, being able to connect it with another, and being able to make sure that, hey, do you need someone who does landscaping? I've got a guy who can handle that. Do you need cleaning services for your local business or your home? I've got someone who can help you out. Let me shine a light on this local restaurant and bakery by I'm going to provide that as closing gifts for people who are moving into the neighborhood or as just another touch point with previous customers. And so I've really seen a ton of that going on. And we've also done some efforts with um, what we call our Homes for Dogs project, where we find homes for adoptable dogs and that uh, our local businesses get involved with that. And everybody knows, everyone knows someone who got a COVID puppy this year. And uh, we've been, we've found that across the country that a lot of shelters are empty, which is a fantastic thing. So all that put together creates a good experience for Cobo Banker with people who are, who are interacting us with us for the first time. And for those who may not have uh, done transaction this year, but we want to reconnect with them during that time period between buying and selling. That's amazing. You, you you dropped a ton of, of really good stuff in there. I, I love the agents as the DJs of the local community because and I don't want to put you on the spot here talking directly about competition, but yeah. it's I have the impression that there are some folks who are saying technology is going to be your savior in real estate and have said for years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I paid attention to this industry and, and I actually was actually working on bringing solutions to the table like you talked about. So I have a little more knowledge than the average, the average human in, in that, right? But what I heard is kind of the anti-Amazon solution of the human being in the loop, making the technology and the experience sing in the, in the form of the Coldwell Banker agent, in, form of, in the form of the, the, the DJ for the local community. And it's, it seems like a really, a, potentially a really subtle point, but potentially a huge, huge uh, issue for your agents themselves in their experience and satisfaction. And then potentially for the satisfaction and confidence of the end consumer as well. So can you talk a little bit about what you've learned about the satisfaction from both of your customer bases of the in the new in the COVID inspired change that happened coincident you know serendipitously with your with the rebranding and and the the stuff that you've been preparing to do for the for the right period of time. Can you talk a little bit about the satisfaction that the folks have? Yeah, I, I'm going to hit on you. You you brought up a good point about. Hey, there's a lot of technology interlopers who are coming into our industry and have often been seen as being, hey, they're going to make real estate agents obsolete. They're going to make your brand obsolete, which is something I've heard for as long as I've been with Coldwell. And they've come in different forms, some large, some small, some fads, some are, are still around today. And what we found is we can't just rest on our laurels. We have to continue to advance with what is the competition doing? Where is the consumer heading? I've always found that if, if we can go to where the consumer is headed versus looking at where is our industry going, we will always be ahead of the curve. So that's something that I've, I've prided myself in and our team and our brand is we continue to look at where is the consumer versus where our industry is and, and aim for that. In addition, uh, I think what we found is that this is the largest single transaction most people will ever make in a lifetime, right? Number two would be a car. 
And so basically your home is going to be 4X, 5X, 6X of whatever car that you're, you're purchasing. So while technology can get us to a point and the has made the consumer more educated than ever before on real estate, there's still a desire as human beings to have a trusted advisor who can help them through this process. I mean, I don't know how recently you, you bought or sold a home, but it is a pretty laborious process, paperwork and all these different titles. I didn't even have to deal with title until you buy or sell a home, there's mortgage. And you want someone who can be that guide to help you along the way. I often use the idea of the hero's journey and the storytelling structure. And that we at Cole Banker, I, I try to abide by that structure where instead of, you know, there's a damsel in distress up against a villain and he needs a, a Prince Charming to swoop in and save the day. Instead, we view the consumer, our end customer as the hero who's still up against a villainous process hurdles that they need to overcome. And that agent in our brand can be that trusted advisor, that guide who can help them along the way. I think that that has been really evident this year. And when you talked about satisfaction, interestingly enough, um, from a survey of agents across the industry, we found out that Cole Banker has the highest agent satisfaction than anyone else in the industry, uh, that they are more pleased with what we have to offer the, the, from culture to education um, than any other real estate brand. So that's something that we are we're touting. We just shared some results with our, our broker network uh, last week. Uh, but it's something that we're keeping an eye on and we'll continue to measure along the way. But uh, that's, I think, one of, we're one of the only real estate brands to be able to measure that. Helping the homeowner up against the villainous process is something that Coldwell Banker takes great pride in. And they should be very proud of all the work that they do, both for the homeowner and for the customer. The attention that the agents pay to their customers and the way that they're able to help during the home buying process are key reasons Cobalt Banker has been successful during this trying time. Yeah, this is, this is actually a great topic and, I, and I'm glad you brought it up. I'd love to talk about is I do believe it is part of the ethos of the brand and that we have a truly unique founding story and that Coldwell Banker, the names of two guys, Colbert Coldwell back in 1906 founded this company out of the ashes of the San Francisco earthquake of 1906, which leveled the city, the fires afterwards burned it to the ground and uh, destroyed all the papers of who owned what properties. And so he saw a lot of shady real estate transactions happening at that time. People were saying, you don't own this property, I do, or it's not worth that much, it's worth this. And he decided that he wanted to establish a company founded on ethics. And so he was actually the first to guarantee services in writing of this is what I will do for you. And for a long time, uh, so to not to have any competition amongst his own agents, he's, he made a rule that as a real estate agent with Cole Banker, you could only own one property so that you wouldn't be seen as trying to take advantage of someone by owning an investment property or whatever. Uh, but from that, not only is it a, a company founded on ethics and trust, and that's carried through all the way, but it also was this idea of ingenuity, that he was doing something different that no one else was doing at that time. And that led to us to be the first real estate brand with seller disclosure, the first with a code of ethics, even before the National Association of Realtors. Then fast forward, we were the first with a real estate website in 1997, first with mobile apps for international home searches on the iPhone, the Android, and the iPad, first to enter virtual world, first with a YouTube channel, and the list goes on and on. And so that has also become part of our culture and our brand story. 
And so I do think that people are attracted to that and like-minded people want to be part of that uh, call banker. And that's the type of leadership that we're attracting as well, who hold to the, to the founding principles of our company, but also have the desire to continue to look for ways to improve on behalf of our customers, whether it be agents or buyers or sellers. And so ingenuity is also one of our core values for that very reason. All right, yeah. really quickly, because I know sure. we're, we're late on time. Three quick questions that I'd like to close with. Um, first, um, as a customer, can you share an example of one of your favorite experiences that's inspired you as a CXO? Uh, actually, my recent experience with Robinhood, the, uh, the financial application, and I've been a fan of the Snacks Daily podcast for, for a while now. And, and through that experience, an audible experience, I took the plunge in and went in and downloaded their app and looked at some of their investment stuff. And the experience that I had and the simplicity of it was fantastic. And so I've looked at that as like, that is a really simple lowering the barriers of complexity uh, for something that's often confusing to people like investing uh, that, that I really love. That's super. And, and, and also seemingly not a fluke because it's like they go, they're going from nowhere to IPO. It seems like they're doing some oh, really yeah. great things. Right. Um, okay. Second question. If there's one thing you could change about people's perception of the CXO or the role of customer experience at a company, what would it be? Uh, I feel like a lot of people lean on the technology side of, of customer experience more so than on the emotional side. And I would say that equal parts, would, it will go a long way, making sure that you're investing time and effort into perception as much as the tactile experience. Outstanding. Love it. Okay, last question. For our listeners, what one lesson would you want them to take away from your experience as a CXO? Surround yourself, surround yourself with good people who can question you and can fill areas where you lack. And that's something that I put a lot of weight in is that I know I'm not an expert in all these different areas and different viewpoints, but try to surround me with people that can fill the areas where I know that I am exceptionally weak, that I can be able to lean on them and then creating that, that great team. And second to that would be find great partners who are invested in your brand as much as you are because that will go a long way from my rebrand uh, experience that has been one of the most paramount things that I had really great partners, uh, both within the company, but also from an agency perspective that helped really drive our goals home. Surround yourself with good people. David understands the importance of making sure that the people that are working with him need to be great people. He understands that when you have good people working with you, you are more likely to have happy clients because in the end, the client and the customer being happy is what is most important when it comes to the success of Coldwell Banker. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Customer Experience Show. This podcast is brought to you by IBM. If you are responsible for customer experience, they created a white paper just for you. In the CX North Star Report, you can learn more about how to activate your CX vision. Download it with the link in the show notes.